This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good evening friends. Shalom Aleichem, we're continuing in Daf HaShavua, we're learning Mesechas Ksubais, Daf Nuntes Amen Aleph. We're going to begin on the bottom of Nunches Amen Beis, where the Mishnah had a discussion regarding someone who sanctifies the extra earnings of his wife. A woman is supposed to earn and bring, produce the equivalency of five warp threads a week. Whatever she earns in excess of that, that goes to the husband. And that goes to the husband, it seems, in exchange for spending money. So in other words, a husband supports his wife. He gives her her food for the week. In exchange of that, she gives him her earnings. The husband then gives the wife extra spending money. In exchange of that, she gives him the excess of her earnings. Uh, the Mishnah discussed the case where a, a husband sanctified the excess earnings of his wife. And there's a machlikis in the Mishnah. Rameir says it's hektish. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler says it's chulen. Rameir seems to hold that it's hektish because even though perhaps the earnings have not been earned yet, nevertheless, it seems like Rameir holds Adam Makne Davar Makdish Davar Shaloi Bala So the Gemara wants to know what does Rameir mean that you could be Makdish the extra earnings of your wife? When is it holy? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir Hamoisar, the extra earnings, Rameir Oimer Hektish. Amas Kadash, when is it Hektish? Ravushmo da Afni Tarvayu Moisal Achar Misa Kadash. The excess earnings after the wife dies and the husband inherits it, then it's holy. Ravada Barava Omar, Ravada Barava says, Moisar Mechayim Kadosh. The excess earnings are holy Mechayim. So the Gemara is going to ask, well, what are we talking about over here? If the husband's giving her what he's obligated to give her, then he should own the excess earnings and they should be holy even in her lifetime. And if he's not giving her what he's supposed to, then he never he, he he should have no ownership of the excess earnings even after she dies. The Havibara Papa Papa asked on this. Bemai, what are we talking about? Ilema If he's giving her uh, her food and supporting her, and giving her her pocket change, her spending money for the week, letzracha for her needs. My time of the Manda Amar Lacha Misa Kadosh. What's the reason for the Manda Amar that it's holy after Misa? Why only after Misa? He's giving her whatever he's supposed to be giving her to be holy immediately. But if he's not feeding her, and he's not giving her the extra of, of money, my time of the Manda Amar Mechayim Kadosh. What's the reason for the Manda Amar that it's holy Mechayim? Basically, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, he should be able to be makdashit while she's alive. If he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, then why would he ever be able to be makdashit? says, You know what we're talking about? He's giving her her food, but he's not giving her the spending money. Now, the extra spending money the guy gives her is for her excess earnings. Therefore, Rav Shmuel Sabri, Rav and Shmuel holds, Takinu Mizdoinus Tachas Masiyadah, 
they enacted, you feed her in, in exchange for her earnings. Well, and you give her spending money, tachas moiser, for her excess earnings. So, vikivan doloi koyav la ma'kasef, since you're not giving her their spending money, moiser didahave, the excess earnings belong to her. And therefore, it's not holy mechayim. Apparently, though, after Misa, you inherit her excess earnings and they're holy. Ravada Barava Savar, Ravada Barava holds the opposite. Tiknu Mizoinois Tachas Moiser. They enacted you feed her in exchange for her excess earnings. Uma Kesef, and you give her spending money, Tachas Masiyadeha, for her earnings. So in this case, you're giving her food, and the food is in exchange for her excess earnings. Since you're feeding her, the extra earnings belongs to him. Meaning there's a machlaikis. What entitles a husband to the excess earnings? If it's spending money, well, he's not giving her spending money. If it's food, he's giving her food. So, Rav uh, Shmuel <coughs> say, it's an exchange of spending money. Well, you're not giving it to her. So you can't be makdish the moisar. Rav Adibar says it's in exchange for food. You're feeding her. So you could be makdish the moisar. Now what's the... Ma- what's the svara if it was mishum eva why a husband gets maisya deha? How does it make sense according to Rav Adibar Abba that... According to Rav Adibar Abba, you're giving her mazainais in exchange for... Again, even... First of all, that, that, that's not a definitive fact. There are two ways of looking at it. Some, the, right, the Gemara brought to Tzadim. One side is Takinula um, Mazoyne Iker. Um, that's one side. The Gemara had another side. Another side is they just gave the husband her masiyadayim. In exchange of that, he has to support her. So it, it, the Gemara did not. The Gemara said two two possibilities on nun chesam and base. So both of these possibilities, the chayra work out and the excess. Either the pshat is the chacham or masakein that you have to give her spending money. And in Mipneyeva, you get her... In other words, both Svaras, I think, work in it. Why Why wouldn't uh, both positions work, even according to Ravada Barava? Gemara says, What, what is this Machalik is dependent on? Mar Savar Midi Deshriach Midi Deshriach Rav and Shmuel hold that they exchanged something which is common for something which is common. Food, um, handiwork is common. Feeding a wife is common. So in exchange for her masayadayim, which is shchiach, she gets mazoinus, which is shchiach. However, umar savar ada ravada rabba holds, midi dekayitz, midi dekayitz. They exchange something which is set, namely, the handiwork of a wife is set. She has to make five, um, five sela of 
a warp thread a week, that's a set amount. So in exchange of that, she gets a ma kesef, which is a set amount. So in other words, do we say that the mezoinois is an exchange for the masyadayim, because they're both common? Or do we say the mezoinois, the ma kesef is an exchange for the masyadayim, because they're both kayets, they're both set. Okay. Meisve, I ask you a question. Tiknu mezoinois. Tachas masiadeha, they're masakin. You give her food in lieu of her masiadayim. That's like Ravin Shmuel says, no, ema tachas masiadeha. They're masakin food in exchange for her excess work. Like Ravada Barava. Tashma come in here, im enoy noisin la ma kesef litzracheha. If you don't give her extra spending money, Masyadeha Shalah, she gets the handiwork. Zariah Tervadabar Ava, that the Ma Kesef, the spending money you give her is in exchange for Masyadayim. Says the Gemara, no. Ema Moisar Masyadeha Shalah. Say the excess Masyadayim belong to her. <clears throat> say the excess Masayadayim belong to her. It's, you're making a mistake. It's not the spending money is for her Masayadayim. Like, that's what Rav Adabar Ava said. Rav Adabar Ava said that the spending money, which is set, is for the Masayadayim, which is set. No. The, in exchange for the spending money, you get her Moiser Masayadayim. Says Gemara, what do you mean? But we learned on this brisa, mahi oisa. What does she earn? Mishkal chamesh slaim, shasi bihuda. Five sela of warp thread in Yehuda. That means clearly the ma kesef is for the masiyadayim because it's spelling out the masiyadayim as five sela worth. Says Gemara, no, this is what it means. Hachi kamar. Not that the ma kesef is for the masiyadayim, but how do we determine what's excess of the masiyadayim? How do we determine what the excess masiyadayim is? Well, we have to first know how much is he required to work, and then we can know whatever, uh, determine what's excess of that. So the Gemara says, Hachi kamar, masiyadeha kamahave, what are the masiyadayim? Delay da moisar in order to know what the excess is. Moisar dida kama to know how much the excess is. Mishkal chamesh slaim shasi bihuda a weight of five sela of shasi in Yehuda shehin eser slaim begalil which is ten sela in the galil. Okay. Now how do we paskin? Amar Shmuel halacha kriviachinan asalna. Shmuel says the halacha is like kriviachinan asalna. Okay, okay, you got that. Shmuel says the halacha is like kriviachinan asalna, that a husband cannot be makdish the moiser masayadayim. Now, the, we're talking here about where he's supplying her mezaynos, but he didn't give her the excess.
and since um, he didn't give her the Ma'kasef, she gets the 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 Ma'isar. I ultimately, once she dies, he's going to inherit it. But right now, he can't be makdir something that's not in his rishus. That's the rationale of Rabbi Yochanan Sandler. Ein adam makdish davar and that's what Shmuel is saying. The halacha is Amar Shmuel halacha k'Rabbi Yochanan Hasaner. Shmuel says the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan Hasaner. Says Gemara, "Mi Amar Shmuel Hachi." Did Shmuel say the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan Hasaner? Then Eino the Makdash Davar Shalabai La'Olam. But tonight we learned in the Mishnah, "Koinam Sha'ani Oisel Picha." If a woman says, "I ask her with a koinam." What I am working to your mouth that you can't get hana for what I produce. Now a koinam is similar to hektish, but hektish you ask her to the whole world. Koinam is you only ask her to that person. You say, what am I going to, what I'm going to make will be usher to you. Should be to you like hektish. So the Tanakama holds. Ainoit Sarklahafer. The husband does not have to annul it because it's not a valid nether. Because how could you be maktish your handiwork? I own your handiwork. There were masakin that, that uh, I get your handiwork in lieu of my mezainos. But Bikiva Oimer Yafer. Bikiva says you should be mefer. Why? Shema ta'adif alav yasem in Because maybe she will produce more than that's fitting for him. More than the five sela, and that does not belong to him, and she could be makdish that. So the Tanakama holds that you don't have to be made for the nadarim, the nadar, because she has no right to answer him on his handiwork, on her handiwork. Rabbi Kiva says you you should be made for because she might produce more than she's required to, and that. She could ask her on him. Rabbi Yochem Menuri Amar Yafer. Rabbi Yochem Menuri says you could be made for it. You should be made for it. Why? Not because she might produce more than she's required to, but he might divorce her, and at that point, her handiwork is usher to him. And if he, if she made an eder, he'll never be able to take her back. Because right now they're married. And right now she cannot ask her, her handiwork on him. Because it belongs to him. But what's going to happen if he divorces her? Then the, then the kainum will be chal. And then he'll never be able to remarry her because if, she's gonna go into, if he's going to marry her, he's going to end up being in a situation where he can't get any hana from her masiyadayim. But that's only if, it's, if, it, if, it's, if it had a starting point to, get, to start off with. If it never had, if it never took off, why would we be concerned? Again, right now it's not usher to him, right? It's ineffective. So why should you be made for it? Because we're afraid it might become effective ultimately. Now, and then you won't be able to take her back. Now that sure sounds like her kainam, which right now. She can ask her her handiwork on him, but it's uh, it's effective because of some kind of future possibility. So if Shmuel says the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, 
that clearly indicates he holds that she could be makdish something that's not in the world. Right now, she can't answer her handiwork, but she, when she divor- gets divorced, she would be in a position to answer the handiwork. That's the reason the Baal should be mefer. So the Gemara says that. Shmuel said halach is like Rabbi Yochim and Nuri that you could be makdish something shaloi bala oilam. So we see that when he divorces her, the neder is chal. Rashi says alma adam makdish davar shaloi bala oilam because he didn't divorce her yet. Says the Gemara ki amar Shmuel halach Rabbi Yochim and Nuri. You know what Shmuel meant when he said halach is like Rabbi Yochim and Nuri leha adafa. He agrees that the husband should be mefer, but not because he agrees with Rabbi Yechon Nuri's halacha, but not with his reason. He agrees the Baal should be mefer the neder, but not because of the possibility that he might divorce her, but because of the possibility that Rabbi Akiva said that she might earn more than she's required to. So Gemara says, really? That's what Shmuel meant? So then he should have said, V'leim halacha Rabbi Yechon Nuri l'hadafa. Then he should have been clear and say that Allah is like Rabbi Yechemenuri, but only because of the extra amount that she might earn. Inamior, ain halacha ketanakama. He should have said that Allah is not like the Tanakama. Tanakama holds that you don't need to be mefer. So Shmuel should say that Allah is not like the Tanakama. But why would he positively say that Allah is like Rabbi Yechemenuri unless he holds? Adam Makdish Inami, he should say, Halacha Krebi Akiva. So the fact that he says Halacha is like Rabbi Yechemenuri, that indicates that he holds that Adam Makdish Davar Shaloi Baloilam. So how could Shmuel say the Halacha is like Rabbi Yechemen Asandlar, that you can't be Makdish the Moisar of her earnings? Says Gemara. The case that we're talking about here of Kainam is different than the case in the Mishnah where you're Makdish. Says Gemara, Amar Rav Yosef, Kainam is Ka'amrit. Rav Yosef said you're going to compare Hektish to Kainam. Shani Kainam is. Kainam is different. Why? Mitoich Sha'adam Oyser Peros Chaveroi Alav. Since a person could answer his friend's fruits upon him, Adam Makdish Davar Shaloi Balailam. A person could be Makdish something that's not in the world. You know, Kainum is different than Hektish. Hektish is where you render something the property of Hektish. And now everyone in the world is Asr to it. Kainum is when you limit and you say that my fruits are kainam to so-and-so. So it's not hektish to everyone, it's limited hektish, only to specific person. So, so Rabbi Yosef said, you can't compare kainam to hektish. In the Mishnah, maybe the halacha is like Rabbi Yosef Sandler, that Eina makna davar shaloi bala you can't be makdish, the produce, the handiwork of your wife, which was not produced yet, but here, Kainam, a woman could say, right now, 
I answer my handiwork to you. Even though right now, she's not divorced. And right now he owns it. But he's, she's answering it for a time that is that didn't happen yet. And Kainam is more effective than Hektish. Why? And that's because when it comes to Hektish, I can't be Maktish your fruits. But by Kainam, I could say your fruits are kainam to me. I can't be maktish your fruits, but I can say your fruits are kainam to me. So we see kainam has greater efficacy than hektish. I can't be maktish your fruits, but I could say a kainam on your fruits. So the same way I could say a kainam on your fruits, I could be maktish, I could do kainam on davar shaloi bala Amrlai Abaye, Abaye said, no, that's not a proof at all. Bishlam Adam Alav, I could answer your fruits on me. Shekain Adam Oyser Peroisab al Khaveroi. You know I could I could answer your fruits on me because I could answer my fruits on you. The reason I could say your fruits are a kainum to me is because I could say my fruits are a kainum to you. So the reason why kainam, a kainam might be more effective than hektish, because I could be do kainam on your fruits, but that's only because I could answer my fruits to you. Since I could do a kainam on my fruits to you, I could do a kainam on your fruits to me. Meaning, don't prove that kainam is more effective than hektish. Just because a person can answer, peroiz chavere alav. And even though a person can't be maktish peroiz chavere. Because the reason why I could be kainam, your fruits on me, is because I could be do a kainam of my fruits on you. However, how could... Yes, I can't answer something that didn't come into the world on my friend. I can't answer the fruits of my friend on my friend. I have no... The fact that I could answer your fruits on me is because I could answer my fruits on you. But how could I answer... Something that didn't come into the world yet. I can't answer Davar Shalom Al Chaveroi. Because I can't even answer your fruits on Chaveroi. I can't say your fruits are Asr Teruvain. I can answer your fruits to me because I can answer my fruits to you. But I can't say Davar Shalom is Asr to my friend because I can't answer my friend's produce to my friend. So that's a very poor analogy. Really, the Mishnah is correct. Rabbi Yechem ben Breika holds 
So then why over here does Rabbi Yochanan Hasandler hold? Why over here does Shmuel say, Here it's different because it's not The girl, the woman is saying that I sanctify my hands to the one who created my hands. So I'm not makdish dava shalab al-aylam, because my hands are bala aylam. Diyadai misnuhu ba'aylam. My hands are in the world. Says the Gemara, v'chi ka'amra hachimim ma'kadesh? And if she says that, is it hektish? Ha'meshabdalei. But her hands are meshubed to the husband. So what do you mean, it's because it's like she's saying, Yikachu yaday la isayam. But her hands are her hands are mishubat to the husband. Says the Gemara, the Amrit Lichi Megarsha. What she's saying is that they should be hektish la isayam when I'm divorced. Says well, that doesn't make any sense. How could there be something umi komidis or anything? Right now it's not Kaddish, but Kamei Kaddish. And later on it becomes Kaddish. Rashi says, Right now she has no Rishus. So how could she, on those Yadayim, how could she activate a process to take place later on something she doesn't have ownership on now? Says Gemara, why not? I'm a Rabbi Loi. I'm a why not? If somebody would say to their friend, this field that I'm selling to you, when I buy it back from you, tikdash, it should be holy. Isn't it holy? Why can't I say to you, you know, I'm selling you my field. This field that I own, I'm makdashit for when I buy it back from you. I'm selling it to you now, but I'm makdashit for when I buy it back for you. So too, the woman should be able to say, I'm sanctifying my hands for when we're divorced. The Gemara says that's a very poor analogy. This was a point Mike made before. A guy who says, right now I own the field. So I'm sanctifying it. I'm selling it to you now and I'm sanctifying it for when I buy it back from you. But right now I'm the owner. So I could set into motion a process that I could do now. Now I'm the owner. I'm makdashit for later after I buy it back from you. But that's effective because right now I could set it into motion. Says the Gemara. Is it similar? By the field, it's in his possession to be makdashit. But right now, she's married. She can't say when we're divorced, I'm makdash my hands. Because right now she's married. She doesn't have the ability to divorce herself. You know what it's similar to? Someone who says to his friend, you know the field I sold to you? When I buy it back, it should be hektish. That's not hektish. Because he doesn't have the ability to makdish it now. This is similar to someone who says to his friend, This field that I sold to you, when I buy it from you, it should be holy. The halacha is the It's not holy. 
So therefore, don't say this answer of Hunabrei de Rabbi Yeshua, that the reason, you want to say, really, Rabbi Yochanan Sander is correct. You can't be Makdish Moisar Masiyadayim because it's Davar Shalom I, why could a woman say, Kainam Shani Oisalapicha? No, that's different. Because there it's Be'oimeres Yekadshu Yaday Lo'iseyem. But right now she's married and she has no right to do that. So she can't say, we're going to set it into motion for when I get divorced. L'chi Megarsha doesn't make any sense because right now she can't be Makdashit. So we're sort of left with the question. We're left with the question of Rabbi Yermia. Okay, Rabbi Isai, we'll, we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow. Daf Lech Lecha Amar Beis. Okay? Have a good night, everyone. Shkayach. Kal Tav. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.